It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. Thank you so much to everyone who has followed the show there and supported the show on our YouTube channel. And thank you, everyone who's listened to the show since day one on all of our podcast feeds, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, TuneIn. does not matter which one you check out. Just make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of Locked on Panthers. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, because every single Friday I answer your questions, a part of the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. To participate this week, as in tomorrow... Just at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council and ask whatever questions you have as they pertain to your Carolina Panthers. We are, as I said, five days away from the Carolina Panthers starting off training camp down in Spartanburg on the campus of Wofford College for season 28 of Carolina Panthers football. As we know, the Carolina Panthers have never had back-to-back winning seasons. It can begin now if the Carolina Panthers can go out this season and get a winning season, and then carry that momentum into 2023. There's a couple guys out there on this roster who need to step up and take that next step in order for the Carolina Panthers to take that step that's never happened in franchise history. Now, it's very clear that if the Panthers want to have success this upcoming season, that the quarterback position, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, whoever wins that competition, which I put in quotes, those whoever starts has to play well has to be able to lead this offense and put the ball in the end zone and limit turnovers and give the playmakers on the outside and in the backfield there with Christian McCaffrey an opportunity to actually help this team win games. The coaching staff that's come over, like Ben McAdoo, he has to come in here and show that he was worthy of the position of offensive coordinator. We need to see Chris Tabor actually fix his special teams and see what impact Steve Wilkes has in the defensive line with Paul Pascaloni. They have to make their mark on this roster. What's not focused on the quarterbacks? What's not focused on the coaches? What's not focused on some of the other known names that we have out there? Like Brian Burns, obviously. Brian Burns can take that next step to being an all-pro. That would help the team. But we already know what we're expecting out of Brian Burns and what he's likely going to provide this year. Hopefully 10-plus sacks this upcoming season. You already kind of know what you're going to get at a guy in Jeremy Chin. Let's look at some of the players that might not be getting as much publicity going to the season, that really need to take that step forward. Now, when I look at it, the tight end position, as we did our position breakdowns a couple weeks ago, is probably the weakest position on the roster other than quarterback. And that's really just the questions that you still have at quarterback. I think Baker Mayfield can get the job done, and maybe Sam Darnold gets pushed to the point where he actually lives up to the billing of being the number, one, number three overall pick a couple years ago back in 2018. But other than that, tight end, you don't look at that position group fondly. 
Ian Thomas, we've been waiting for him to break out since Greg Olson went down back-to-back years of foot injuries, and that has not happened. And once Matt Rule came here, his production has actually gone down. Was that Joe Brady's scheme? We'll see as Ben McAdoo is going to be more too tight and heavy this upcoming season. And it's not just Ian Thomas who you want to see take the next step. It's also Tommy Trimble, a prospect out of Notre Dame drafting the third round last year that excited a lot of Carolina Panther fans. There were Panther fans out there who even said that when the Panthers made that reactionary move, the trade, um, Dan Arnold and a third-round pick for C.J. Henderson to Jacksonville, that also included a fifth-round pick, that they did that in due part because Tommy Trimble – who had a touchdown, a rushing touchdown in that Houston Texans win in week three on Thursday Night Football that they did because they really like what they have out of Tommy Trimble. But after that, didn't really see a lot of Tommy Trimble. Didn't really see a lot of Ian Thomas. The, most, the biggest impact that he had in the passing game was on that fourth down conversion, probably the best play of the year for Sam Darnold against Minnesota that helped him go down and tie the game before losing in overtime. Those two combined need to take a big step to give Sam Darnold a safety valve out at tight end, to provide more help in the running game, but to be some sort of asset in the receiving game, especially with the new OC who's going to want to utilize a tight end in his scheme. Another player drafted in the third round back in 2020 who needs to take a big step this year is Brady Christensen. Last season, Panther fans were clamoring to see the former All-American out of BYU play left tackle. And they weren't really wrong because at the end of the season when he did step in as a left tackle, he was no worse than Cam Irving or anyone else who played there all season long. Actually, he was better, and he was quite good in a limited sample size, albeit still limited, but pretty good. Did he grade out the highest on pro football focus, which, again, is not the gospel? Not necessarily, but you can see something's there. And the new offensive line coach here in Carolina, James Campen, has talked about how he would have loved to see more of Brady Christensen, and he thinks that, hey, maybe this guy could be a left tackle. Matt Rules uh, talked about, too, that, hey, we're going to let Iki Aquanu come along slowly, potentially, and Brady could be our day one left tackle. Even if that's not the case, you got a rookie at left tackle in Iki Aquanu, who they describe as a tone setter, someone who I look at as being the foundation there at left tackle for the next decade. But he's going to be a rookie, going up against a really good player in Miles Garrett week one. Next to him is going to be Brady Christensen, who is still a young player, but he's older, having been at BYU and having gone on a Mormon mission. He's a more mature player. And that's not to say that Ikea Khan, who's not mature, but as a second year, just looking at his age and his talent, certainly more mature than you would see at a typical second-year player in the National Football League. Brady has to be able to help out the rookie next to him in Ikea Kwanu. Help him out with the reps as far as showing him how things can be done at left tackle, while also providing him aid to his right there at left guard this upcoming season. So Brady Christensen is someone that y'all all wanted to see a lot of last year. Better live up to the hype if the Panthers want to bounce back and really see that offensive line take the necessary step to allow this team to be competitive and be a contender for a wild card spot and even a division if they get in that situation. Someone else on an offense that needs to also make a major leap is Terrace Marshall. We heard all about him this past offseason. Sam Darnold talked about him, Christian McCaffrey, Matt Rule, All the talk was about Terrace Marshall looks like he's ready to break out. He is certainly probably the top breakout candidate on this roster, especially on this offense. Okay, let's see it. Had the talent to potentially be a first-round pick, but the injuries dropped in the second round. The Panthers were able to get him, and he has the physicality, the speed, the hands, the athleticism to be a monster in this league, especially playing on the other side of DJ Moore. 
Robbie Anderson, we'll see how whether he bounces back or not. Rashard Higgins, I don't see him playing a bigger role than Terrace Marshall this season. He is set to be the number three wide receiver. Take that step and maybe even be as good as the number two. There is that adage that a team is only good as their number three wide receiver is on their roster. And if Terrace Marshall can play really well and Bobby Anderson can bounce back and you already have DJ Moore doing his thing, this Panthers offense with McCaffrey and those tight ends stepping up can be really good this upcoming season, well, at least a lot better than what we've seen over the last couple of seasons. Now defensively, let's go to some other younger players where it's, where it's time to finally put up. Derek Brown. First-round pick, seventh overall out of Auburn. It was a no-brainer pick for the Carolina Panthers. There was the conversation that you could have either taken uh, Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson, but we saw later on in the second round, once they brought in Jeremy Chin, who has been better than Simmons in his first two years in the National Football League here in Carolina, and Simmons out there in the desert in Arizona with the Cardinals, Chin's been a better player. It made up for the Panthers passing on Isaiah Simmons. But Derrick Brown... Yes, he hasn't been benefited by not having a veteran in his rookie year and K.K. Short going down and having to play next to Zach Kerr. And then that last season, Daquan Jones stepped up and he was paid fairly handsomely for this period of his career up in Buffalo this past or this offseason. But Derek Brown, it's now your time to step up. You're in your, your, your third year. They're going to have to make a decision on you next May on whether they want to exercise your fifth-year option or not. You were a monster in the SEC, the best conference in college football, the conference that's supposed to prepare you for the National Football League better than any of them out there. And quite honestly, he's been a disappointment to this point in time. It doesn't look like he's ever going to be a great pass rusher from the inside like we saw with K.K. Short. But he's got to be a better run stuffer. He's got to at least be able to push the pocket and cause some sort of pressure and interruption when you're playing quarterbacks like Tom Brady in the National Football League. So he needs to step up. Someone else also needs to step up that was drafted around after him in that same draft class is Etor Grossmatos. Injuries have plagued him, whether it's been the ankle, he had COVID at the end of last year after looking really good against Buffalo. Morgan Fox is out of the way. It's now your time to step up and show people why they select you in the second round out of Penn State. It would be extremely disappointing for the first two draft picks of the Matt Rule era, especially, I mean, when you've seen in Carolina that typically first-rounders and even second-rounders pan out. It's The issues are usually in the third, fourth, fifth, and, of course, sixth round, the middle of the draft where the Panthers have really struggled to find players that can help them down the road as starters or at least core depth pieces. Gross Manos, though, that's not what the expectation was for him. The expectation was for him to come in, eventually turn into a – plus starter, and help this team. I think he can help him in the rush as far as stopping the run. I think he can be a good edge rusher. I think he can even rush internally in a three technique if asked to do that in Phil Snow's scheme this upcoming season. They need both Derrick Brown and Etor Grossmatos after a defensive line that has really struggled the last couple seasons to step up. It's not like the D-line's been the one that's been wreaking havoc and getting all those sacks last season. That was Brian Burns, who, yes, is a defensive lineman and really an outside linebacker, stands up, it's on the ground, but still, he's an edge guy. But he's made plays, and, he'll, and Hassan Reddick made plays last year. Now it's time for Gross Matos and for Derek Brown to prove and will really justify their draft slot and make plays for the Carolina Panthers' upcoming season. And in J.C. Horn, he's the number one corner on this roster. We know what Dante Jackson is. He's a, he's a solid competitor. He's got great speed, but doesn't have great length. Isn't always great in coverage. 
He's had trouble being coached in the past, but since Matt Rule's come here, he actually has thrived. He's been a leader. He was a captain last season, and unfortunately, he's had injuries the last two seasons. So we don't know what we're going to have out of Dante this season as far as health-wise. I hope that now, after dealing with the turf toe in 2020 and then last season with the groin, that he can get back out there, or I guess it might have been flipped with either way. Hopefully he can get it back out there and help out this team and provide that leadership. But he's not going to ever provide the ability of a top five, top ten corner in the National Football League. J.C. Horn, the first defensive player taken off the board back in 2021, that's the expectation. The Panthers took him before taking over Patrick Sertan, who went to Denver a one pick right after him at eighth overall or at ninth overall to De- in, in, in Denver. J- and J.C. Horn was phenomenal for the first two and a half games of last season. The first ten quarters, that dude was unstoppable. You couldn't do anything on him. He's got to do the same thing. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to be able to do that consistently for the Carolina Panthers. Now, probably not to that level. Got to have reasonable expectations for someone who's really going to be stepping in as a rookie, although it's not their rookie year. You got to have the reasonable expectations, but still the hope is and the plan is for him to be the top corner on this roster for Carolina. A lot to ask of a young player. And we're asking a lot as far as me right here as the guys who need to step up. I'm asking third-year players who are really stepping into one of them, Gross Matos, into a starting role for the first time to come and play well. Same thing with younger guys like Horn and Marshall and Christensen from the 2021 draft class along with Trimble. It's time that the Panthers, who have done a lot of good things this offseason like we talked about yesterday and in past shows over the last couple weeks, they fill those holes. It's now time for the young guys that they brought in, either drafted in the first year by Rule or last year when Fitterer got here, to make their mark and elevate this team to a point where they indeed can compete in the NFC South and overtake New Orleans and be right there with Tampa this upcoming season in 2022. Now, as far as projecting over the next three seasons, ESPN had their NFL future power rankings for 2022 where they look at all 32 teams and project where they'll be over the next three seasons. And if you can guess, ESPN's not... Very fond of Carolina's outlook, and we'll talk about that here in just a moment as I'm still trying to wrap my mind around why they're so down on the Panthers. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment. That's right. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen. They are good for you, too. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and all delicious. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs are only here for a limited time, so go to Built.com right now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. So go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your first order when you go to Built.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed.
I happen to think the Carolina Panthers are headed in the right direction. Our Monday guest, Steven Ruiz, does not feel that way. He still questions the quarterback situation, which is fair, and I certainly question it as well, while being someone who's high on Baker Mayfield and thinks that he will help this team get to the playoffs this upcoming season. Will he be the future? I'm not ready to go that far just yet. But I do feel good about where the team is position with that position as far as Baker being here. And I can understand the angst that Ruiz and a lot of people who listen to this show and interact with me on Twitter, at Julian Council, again, for those not watching the show on YouTube, um, who aren't fond of Matt Rule. And his 10-23 and 23 start and his struggle to really get these guys. I mean, they play hard for him, but the execution hasn't been there. And the coaching staff wasn't up to snuff. Now it looks like it is. Now will the execution follow? And he's, we've all heard about the whole Jay-Z thing. We, you know, we, it took him seven years to become an overnight sensation in the process, the brand, the DBO, all that stuff that just falls on deaf ears when you're not winning games. So I understand that, and I see where people would feel like that. And you even look at David Tepper. You had another Tepper Sports Entertainment executive leaving, which is just okay. But if you look past all that, there were a lot of positives with this football team and where this organization is going. Scott Fitterer in, a, in the front office is one of them. What Dan Morgan, what Cole Spencer, what um, Pat Stewart have all done under Fitterer over the last year, especially getting prepared for the draft and the moves that they made this offseason. I feel like the front office has a good head on their shoulders. Will the owner get in the way? Will the head coach mess it up? We'll see. But right now, I feel good about that. I like what they have in Brian Burns. I like what they have in J.C. Horn and Jeremy Chin. What a fine that guy was. The offensive line looks in a good shape now with a true, proper left tackle, a bulldozer, and Iki Aquanu. There's plenty of positives that you can find. And I'm not even going to sit here like and act like I'm like a glass half full guy. Like, there's sometimes I can be glass half empty. I'm not going to say I'm the most positive person in the world, but I can't sit here. And look at this roster and just think that, oh, nothing is good about it. There was a lot of good things. And they are closer than where they've been. I still don't think they're necessarily a quarterback away. I need to see them actually play this season before I'm ready to get to that point. But I like where the Carolina Panthers are headed. For whatever reason, though, the mothership up there at ESPN, my former employer back in my uh, early days, uh, I was doing the whole journalism game, or if you want to even call me a journalist, but doing the whole media gang af- uh, game after graduating college. Worked up there at ESPN Radio for a couple years. and But the, the mothership is not fond upon the Carolina Panthers. Remember, they a couple weeks ago, or months ago, whatever it was, they ranked the Panthers dead last in their power rankings. Now they have new power rankings. They're projecting all 32 teams for the next three seasons. And I think last year, the Panthers were ranked somewhere in the 20s, I think late to mid-20s. Whatever, but now this year they have them ranked 31st. So at least it's an improvement from being dead last. Why are they there? Field Yates wrote that the Panthers' defense is terrific, and that alone gives some reason for optimism. Yes, I agree. But two question marks persist for this franchise: the long-term solution under center, even after the Baker Mayfield deal, and the future of coach Matt Rule. Rule was handed a seven-year contract when he took over in Carolina, but there appears to be a lot of pressure on him and the franchise to take a leap this season. Mayfield, like Sam Darnold, is under contract for only one more year. That's reasonable. Is Matt Rule the only coach under fire? Are the Panthers the only team without an answer at quarterback? Top five defense, second in overall in um total defense last year. But I guess just because the quarterback hasn't necessarily been solved long term, they did draft one in Matt Corral who they're going to try and develop. 
And at Matt Rule's on the hot seat, apparently, yeah, 31st. They're going to totally stink. Okay, we'll see. Um, and then what could change for the better? And that's always what you want to ask. He's like, okay, how can the Panthers make the national media believe in them? Jeremy Fowler, also in the same article, he wrote that this is not the worst roster in the league, which, duh, far from it, but yet you guys have them 31st and in 32nd year power rankings. But he says the quarterback issue cloud a quality talent base, but the offensive line must improve, which the team has worked tirelessly on. They drafted Iki Aquanu and signed Bradley Bozeman and Austin Corbett. Linebacker needs upgrades with multiple starters having bounced around the league, but Carolina's outlook isn't as dire as it looks. Okay, so it's not as dire as it looks, but yet you look at them over the next three years and think they're not going to be a playoff team because that's what it says. You're saying this year, 2023, 2024, the Panthers are going to stink. That's what you're doing when you rank them second to last in the NFL. You like the offensive line and improvement there. You like the quality talent base that they have. You like the defense because the coach, though, is on hot seat. And the quarterback position is still a question mark. And, and, I, and I totally agree with that. I have said why I talk quarterback so much. All the people that complain. I almost said whatever but all the people that complain as I hit my mic I'm like why are you talking about quarterback because it really doesn't matter if you don't have one like your ceiling is limited now Scott Fitterer has said though that he's not believed that they need to have an elite quarterback to win games here in Carolina to compete here in Carolina he does not believe that I don't necessarily buy into that I'm not going to sit here and say that Matthew Stafford was elite that's a great roster and situation he stepped in heck they went there to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff a couple years ago so, clearly the Rams, yeah, they, I don't think they even have – they didn't need an elite quarterback, but they needed a doggone good roster. And I think right now, Scott Fitter's built a big – a doggone good roster. Just needs to find a quarterback to actually get them to where they need to be. And they're not in the AFC where you got to deal with Mahomes and Allen and Herbert and Lamar and Deshaun, whenever the hell he plays. There's not those young guns in the NFC. But with the young stars in the NFC are what, Dak and Dallas – Cowboys, you can never believe in them. Cherry Jones running the show. Uh, Kyler in Arizona, if he even stays there long-term in Arizona. Justin Fields, are, are we going to call him a, a young gun yet? I don't think so. You don't have that problem in the, NF, in the NFC. Now, they, they need to identify somebody before it does become an issue like you see out there in the Wild West called the basically the AFC in the other conference in the National Football League. I don't see that being the case. It's not dire. There's a negativity out there in national media and on, on Twitter and all these other places and maybe on the YouTube comments that I don't read because it's all just a bunch of nonsense. And I appreciate you trying to uh, interact with the show. Best way to do that is just to DM me, tweet at me. But still, I don't. I just don't understand the negativity surrounding this team. I, like I, I do under like I get where how you're getting there. I just think that sometimes people are just overlooking it. And they say the biggest worry of the Panthers is who will be coaching the team beyond 2022. And that's now leading me to wonder, like, are we overvaluing what Matt Rule really means here in Carolina? Because the coach gets blamed probably too much, probably gets too much credit. But to me, if, if Matt Rule is what you're using to basically devalue the Panthers, then I think you're maybe a little wrong. Well, I'll talk more about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So ESPN in their future NFL power rankings for 2022, projecting all 32 teams for the next three seasons. They said their biggest worry after ranking the Carolina Panthers 31st again out of 32 teams was who will be coaching the team beyond 2022, saying this team appears desperate and doesn't seem to have a great plan for how to manage quarter acquisition, and that usually results in people losing their jobs. Absolutely, they're desperate. You look at what they did after Teddy Bridgewater, trying to get Deshaun Watson and Matthew Stafford, going after Deshaun again after landing on Sam Darnold and that not working out, which who would have th- who would have known that would have happened that Sam Darnold would have stunk here in Carolina to this point. Certainly has a chance to bounce back. If indeed this is a quarterback competition, which I don't see it is. And they traded up to get Matt Corral, and they probably could have sat back in the fourth round and still picked him. We're just taking Sam Howell instead, and there's a trade for Baker Mayfield, which I don't even find that desperate considering they barely gave up anything for him at all and are barely paying him. It sounded like good business, but yes, much of the same, and they have reeked of desperation more with the Deshaun Watson interest for over a year and him turning him down not once, not twice, but three times. Yeah, they reek of desperation. I put that more not on the head coach, but on like the guy who owns the team. Like, Tepper, Tepper is the guy who I am worried the most about. That's my biggest worry. If you look at the Carolina Panthers and project them over the next three seasons, it's not Matt Rule. It's the owner. Who hired Matt Rule? David Tepper. Who gave Matt Rule final say on the roster? David Tepper. Who let Matt Rule basically be in control of the draft in 2020? David Tepper. Who let Matt Rule have more say last year in the offseason after hiring Scott Fitter who had been in the league for over 20 years? David Tepper. My biggest worry for the Panthers is Tepper. And we're sitting here really at the mercy. And I, I tweeted this out at Julian Council on Tuesday night when looking at the news that, uh, was it Mark something? I don't know what his name was. Uh, the latest Tepper sports, inter- sports entertainment executive apart. That we are at the mercy of this billionaire who thinks we can buy our city and push us around. We're at the mercy of him figuring things out. He's trying to learn on the job. I don't count the first two years when Cam was still here and Ron was still here as being on David Tepper. He inherited what Jerry Richardson had. He was meticulous and patient and building the business side. And now you've seen guys like Tom Glick, who just was announced to be the the takeover at Chelsea FC as one of their key executives. And they played last night here at Bank of America Stadium, which is cool. And they actually had grass on the field. Shaq Thompson tweeted out, hey, keep it. David Tepper doesn't care, even though the NFLPA has put out studies about how it's better for the player's health. Well, whatever. He wants to have concerts like Garth Brooks last week in two nights, which is great for the city. But come on. The football team is what matters the most, not whether Garth Brooks or the Rolling Stones. I mean, I guess, hey, maybe the Rolling Stones probably are bigger than the football team. But still, as far as what people feel about here locally, that's what matters. We've seen him leave. Then you saw Nick Kelly, who started off as the president of Charlotte FC, then became the CEO of Tepper Sports and Entertainment leave. And now the latest, Tepper Sports and Entertainment TSC executive leave. So he took a lot of time to find and, and identify the right people, and they're all just leaving mysteriously. You even saw on the soccer side how they took all that time to hire the coach, uh, Miguel Angel Ramirez. And after 14 matches, he was gone. 
and you read into it, the top end 90 guy who does a really good job covering the team, she probably should never have been the manager in the first place. And you have Mark Nichols, who was the technical director, whatever, whatever he was doing. I don't I forget what role he actually had here, who bounced right before the season to go up to Columbus with the crew. Longstanding MLS franchise that can understand why he would do that in a way, but still didn't look good. Tepper spent all that time being patient on the football side, on the, on the business side, and now you've seen a lot of these business people leave. And I wonder now, is there going to be a mass exodus when it comes to the football side? So I, I wonder, like, when we sit here and we, like, look at, okay, who's going to be coaching the team? Like, is Matt Rule the right guy? I just think people are really overvaluing what Matt Rule actually means here in Carolina. Scott Bitterer, like, the coaching position is important. Like, this isn't the NBA where it really just matters if do you have superstars. And, yeah, in the NFL, most of the time, to me now, it matters is, like, do you have a quarterback? Patrick Mahomes is going to have success even if Andy Reid wasn't his head coach. Now, had he gone to Chicago with Matt Nagy instead of going to Cle- and going to Kansas City, would he have had that much success early on? I mean, it's hard to say no, even though I don't think Nagy's <laughs> that bright of a offensive coach, and now he's back in Kansas City and might eventually be the successor there. Um to Andy Reid whenever Reid does decide to retire because I'm sure Biennemi will once again get Passover for that job. Uh, I just – the coaches are important, but the players make plays. Yeah, the play, the coaches get the guys in position, but the players make plays. I, I remember back when I was like working in Nashville at the ESPN station there, and we had Shane Foster. I don't think if, Unless you're a Vanderbilt fan, you probably have no idea who this guy was. Played at Vandy, was SEC Player of the Year back in like 07. And we were talking to him just about – looking at the coaches and, you know, how much credit does coach get, how much blame does the coach get. And he talked about, for him, it was always up to the players. The coach can put you in whatever position you want, but you got to make the shot. And Roy Williams always used to say it always looks better when, when the ball's going in, when you're making shots. And he had a lot of his players made him look good. And he's obviously a bright basketball mind, one of the greatest coaches of all time. But Shane Foster pretty much echoed that sentiment by saying that I would go out there and tell my guys, I need you in the gym. I need you working out all summer long. Because I want to win, and I can't do this without you. So while the coach is important, it's really up to guys like Baker Mayfield and Sam Donald going out there and working with their quarterback coaches and learning the scheme and being prepared. It's up to Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore working out with those quarterbacks, being in shape. Brian Burns going and working on his craft, which he was doing out on the beach apparently last week down in Florida. It's up to those guys to really be prepared. You can only do so much as a coach. You can only try and bring in so many players – as a general manager, and you obviously identifying the right talent is important. I just look at it when they say, like, the biggest worry for the Panthers is the, the head coach. I just don't – I don't look at it that way. Yeah, the, the team reflects the head coach and all that, but these guys have played hard. The expectations haven't been very high the first two seasons. You hated how things ended last year. At least playing for the dude. It's not like they've quit. Now, if they quit, then that's definitely a clear reflection on the head coach. And he has done things that have – not worked out so far. But in the day, I put, I put on the players. Now, the head coach, will he'll, he'll, he'll take the fall. But still, Matt Rule, I, I just think we're giving him a little bit too much credit when we talk about the biggest worry on this team. The biggest worry is, you know, quarterback, these guys, you were, one and three, you were number one overall. Baker, you were number three overall, Sam. Let's go. And, of course, again, the owner. You can have the best team you want, but the owner can get in the way. Look at college football. Look at all these great programs and what happens to them with the boosters and the administrators fighting each other and then torpedoing these organizations or, or programs. Look at Miami Hurricanes. Look at Florida State. Look at Auburn. 
Look, I mean, at, even at LSU at times, look at all those places, Texas, the best example, most money, and look at where they are. Alignment's important, but also the very top. Got to make right decisions here in professional sports, especially in the National Football League. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Again, guys, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. Sometimes we'll be doing live streams, I think, throughout the season after Panther games and after the press conferences, usually probably around 6 o'clock on that Sunday evening. Uh, we'll be doing a live stream to be able to ra- react to the game. And anytime breaking news happens, do the live streams there. So make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of those. And if you're not subscribed over on YouTube and you don't have the time to watch a live stream, that's okay. That always goes on the podcast feeds or there's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, TuneIn, all those and all the other ones out there that the podcast is on. You can make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you can check every single episode of Locked on Panthers. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where tomorrow – I'll answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show, either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council if you want to participate and interact with me and the show. In the meantime, be safe, take care, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to y'all on Friday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.